3 billion gamers on the planet today, people playing in all regions, creators coming from everywhere. And we're always sharing our strategy with our partners and talking to them about their feedback. And I think we've always just had a good connection with the team at Activision Blizzard about where we're trying to go. Uh, but honestly, this is a deal that happened pretty quickly. Like I'd say we, we really had some formative discussions about this specific opportunity uh, late in the year, uh, and we just felt like now was the right time to add the right resources and capability to both companies. Is, is now the time in part because Activision shares had been down? They were down about 27% for the year to date. Did that make this a, an easier deal to kind of get your head around? I think, as, as Bobby said, when we look at the competitive set that's out there, we look at the importance to us at Microsoft Gaming of people playing on mobile. We look at the coming metaverse, the opportunities that we need with great IP. Uh, we really saw this as an amazing opportunity because gaming's continued growth over the years. Microsoft's big on gaming. We're continuing to invest here, and we see it as a real strong catalyst for us in the consumer categories. You know, culture is a journey for any workplace. It's something at Team Xbox we've been focused on for, for quite a long time. Obviously, going through the due diligence process, talking to the leadership team at Activision Blizzard about the plan they're already implementing. We look forward to supporting them in that plan through the closing of this deal. Uh, and then post-close, we know that the most important thing to a creative organization is that the employees feel safe, they feel heard, so they can do their best work. There's nothing that's more important to us. Right, welcome everyone to a special episode of the Nerdotaku Gaming Podcast. The first of 2022, and what a way to start, man. Like, uh, yeah, big news drops, and for big news, we got, we got the big boys here, and one of the, and the biggest boy is my co-host, Robin. Robin, what's up? I'm not big, but yeah. What's up, Dennis? How are you doing? <laughs> dazed, man. I'm dazed. Uh, since Robin has refused to be the biggest boy, I guess that Monica can go to my next guest, Michael. Michael, what's up, man? How you been? Hey, hey, hey. How you doing? Very happy to be here. Um, I think it's only fair. It's only right, you know, that I'm here for this episode. <laughs> I think uh, for people who may not know where they can hear you or if they've heard you before and they're like, I know this voice, just uh, tell them where they may have heard you before. Well, if you have or you haven't, I'm um, from In Control Gaming Podcast, the podcast that uh, we uh, talk about all things gaming, tech, uh, news with the likes of Olay, PK and Alan. Um, yeah, so it's a really great opportunity to be invited for this uh, podcast as well and get a chance to talk about this huge news awesome 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 uh, i just i just needed one more person to talk about uh how good the 15 dollars of game pass is. i mean look i pay for game pass too probably pay more i've been paying for longer than you have no, that's true that's true that's true i was just taking the mic taking the mic all right so yeah um this episode we're really going to talk about the big news which is man i don't even have the, the, the news article here i should probably okay i'll 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 go i'll go yeah it was announced earlier in the afternoon by some not announced was rumored by wall street journal journalists that activision blizzard is about to be acquired by microsoft 10 minutes later it was confirmed by Microsoft themselves 
that they have reached a deal with Activision Blizzard to acquire the publisher. This is more a statement of intent basically. The deal will be sealed after all the paperwork and regulatory stuff is done and that may take up to June 2023. But the deal is as good as done. By June 2023, Activision will be the full part of Team Xbox, Xbox Game Studios. And there's a lot to unpack. <laughs> a lot. A lot. Because, because alongside that news, there's also some uh, an extra bit, of course, that uh, Phil Spencer has got a promotion. You'd think that he can't go any higher, or he's going higher. He will now be the CEO of Microsoft Gaming. This is... Well-deserved. Well-deserved, yes. But I think this is also kind... That sort of promotion sets aside and kind of shows that, oh, okay. They've basically just given him his own division now. Calling it Microsoft Gaming, he's that important to the plan. And Microsoft sees gaming as that serious. They've just thrown in huge amount into gaming. Uh, I believe the amount is $68.7 billion being rounded off to $70 billion because they didn't want to say 69 Billion yes, with, with a B, B, right? Billion with a B, yes. That is... 20 billion dollars or so above Activision's market value because you always pay a premium if you acquire a public company. Alongside the news that likely after the acquisition takes place, Activision Blizzard uh, CEO, president, whatever, Bobby Kotick is also going to likely leave the company. Uh, When the acquisition completes next year, he will receive a big payout of course, because part of his contract, but that I think those three are the main things you can take out. That okay, there's the acquisition, there's Microsoft Gaming, and there is Bobby Kotick leaving. So I don't even know where to start in terms of in terms of what to ask. I guess okay, we'll start with from the point of view of how this happened, I guess, because I think this maybe needs some explanation. So, from what we understand, the deal, the the talks began late in the year when all the controversy around Activision Blizzard started happening, you know, of poor workplace environment, uh, toxic uh, work conditions, uh, sexual harassment, and all that stuff all those nasty things and Bobby Kotick was you know basically complicit in a lot of those things and that to an extent tanked Activision Blizzard's share price and put them in a decent enough position for Microsoft to swoop in as well as the Activision board seeing as how toxic everything had gotten PR wise they also became willing to sell. So that's kind of what paved the way for this to happen. And of course, you know, from the point of view of Microsoft, one, they will likely be 
doing the employees of Activision Blizzard a favor, you know. Microsoft management is generally really good. And they will be getting a big boon for their Game Pass service. So, I don't know where we can start. I guess I can start by asking... Just... Oh yeah, by the way, Game Pass also got 25 million subs. It was also announced. So, what do you think this means for just how better Game Pass would be? Where do you see Game Pass going now? That's different from prior to the acquisition. I mean, I'd, I'd like Michael to start with that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, for me, I feel like, you know, even before this merger, you know, I've been talking about Game Pass for a few years now. And I've always been adamant to say, you know, the, the console race or, or the console wars or what we would know companies would be after in terms of hardware sales, you know, exclusives and stuff like that. I have always believed it's, 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 it's different, this generation. It's totally evolved. We're, we're, I still think talking about hardware and stuff like that is a still, is, is a, it's outdated now, you know? So before this, it was already a case where I just felt like, you know, it's a matter of time that these are people who see how big this service or how important this service is. And I feel that's what's been happening because, I mean, obviously to get 25 million subscribers, that, that's not just by chance. And that hasn't just happened because of this acquisition. So I feel like it was already on a, um, a serious rise. And now doing something like this, for me, feels like, like it's beyond doubt now like this is the direction gaming is going and you know it's a it's a serious power move especially because um i've been noticing the last few days there's been a lot of talk about you know the potential sony um service game pass service i think they're calling spartacus or something as a prototype name so you know hearing that it's it's, it's more affirmation that look this is the direction these guys are going to be going in and so on and this feels like Microsoft are like, okay, while we have the lead in this, you know, because we've already been investing in this type of service, we want to really have this much more content, you know, because if you're on a subscription basis like this, content is your, your number one driver, you know, to keep your subscribers happy. So I think it's, it's a phenomenal move. I, obviously, there's more for us to talk about, you know, in terms of the, what was going on at Blizzard and how this could turn or what will happen in terms of exclusivity with games and so on but i just feel like it was um it's a big big move and it makes a lot of sense for what they're trying to to do with um the direction in game no i i agree with most of that i think for the product the service i guess the, the service of game pass i think um without a doubt improves exponentially uh this makes it extremely compelling with tight if the titles are added to it. You're looking at Call of Duty Day One Game Pass. You're looking at, um, I, I believe, uh, the, the um, Battle.net uh, games coming to Game Pass. So that's StarCraft, Warcraft, Overwatch, Diablo. Those are huge, huge titles. Uh, and if they do move over to Game Pass for subscribers to play, that's uh, and uh, World of Warcraft as well. That's millions of daily active users suddenly flooding the, 
um, Microsoft ecosystem. So that is for them. I, I honestly believe, uh, and I, I was having this conversation with a friend earlier. I was saying I think this is more of a Candy Crush acquisition than a Call of Duty single player acquisition. I know that sounds dumb, but it's like you're getting the World of Warcraft players, you're getting the Overwatch players, like that's what this is for. You're getting those people who play that game every day, online, all the time, more than um, the, I don't know, 30 million guys who play Call of Duty um, once a year for three months and then play Assassin's Creed. That's what I think anyway, and I think that's a huge get because those people are not now just going to play Overwatch. Um, while they are playing Overwatch, they have quote unquote, <coughs> pardon me, quote unquote, free access to everything else in the Xbox ecosystem by being on Game Pass. So I think that's a very big win for Xbox and embedding new people into their ecosystem. So that's a, a very, very big win. Um, I am skeptical of Microsoft making something as huge as Call of Duty, which is like the highest selling game in most years, almost every year, exclusive to Xbox. I'm very, very skeptical of them doing something like that. Um, I actually don't think it will happen. Um, but yes, I, it is It is a huge, huge get. I, I also want to just, something? sorry, I just wanted to add on that um, Call of Duty thing though. I know I also just saw recently, um, actually today, that Call of Duty was, you know, one of the best-selling games on PlayStation last year, period. So, obviously, getting Call of Duty as a whole franchise, um, I agree. I don't think that's something that, that they're going to want to make exclusive. I think they already have a, lo a lot of stuff to make exclusive. That would be just more to drive the subscription, you know? You now get Call of Duty, you know? So, even, you know, PlayStation... Um, uh, owners and so on that play Call of Duty won't feel so deterred to be like, look, we're taking this away from you. And like, no, you can still buy it, but you get the benefit of Game Pass if you play it on PC or um, on Xbox. So I guess we're on that topic now. This was I've been waiting for this topic. So I very much disagree with both of you. To start with, remember, okay, we'll start with the statements that have come out from uh, Bill Spencer. What he said was something along the lines of to Sony players who play our Game Pass, our Activision Blizzard games only on their platforms. Our intention is not to drive your communities away. And in addition, Bloomberg have said that their sources have told them that Activision Blizzard games, they will be some extent of exclusivity to Xbox while some content will still come to PlayStation. Now, if you remember when Bethesda was acquired, there was all that uncertainty as well. In the end, we just came to what was our final conclusion? Eventually, Phil Spencer said, okay, Elder Scrolls, Xbox only, Starfield will be Xbox only, etc., etc. And I feel that it's very much the same. It's language. I believe Call of Duty Warzone will continue receiving its updates 
on PlayStation. I don't think they'll stop putting Warzone on PlayStation. Uh, they're updating Warzone on PlayStation. If Warzone gets a sequel or a next-gen update eventually, for me, I don't think that comes to PlayStation. I don't think Overwatch goes to PlayStation, and I especially don't think future mainline Call of Duty games go to PlayStation. I don't see that happening. That's a big, that's a big, big call. I really think that they will lose literally half of the sales of the big, of the highest selling game every year. Like, you think they'll bite that? Listen, if you get every single PlayStation player who is buying a PlayStation for Call of Duty to just buy it on Xbox or an xCloud, they play on their iOS phone, then it's still a win for them. They don't care where you play it, as long as it's within their ecosystem. That's what matters. I agree with your sentiment in the sense of, it would make sense to, to do that. But I feel like at this point in time, they have... You know, like, I don't want to say it's, it's overkill, but they now have the ability to do what they want. Because you know, when the Bethesda thing happened, everyone was like, yeah, 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 it's Bethesda, but they were worried about Elder Scrolls. So Elder Scrolls was like the big power play. But no, we are actually all the way here with this content and we'll, we will keep Elder Scrolls. But with Activision at this point, I feel like they have so much that it's now a point where it's like, look, even if we, we, we let people play this, we are in such a strong position, you know? So Overwatch, for example, that could be exclusive. Or we can keep um, a spin-off Call of Duty game exclusive. Whatever. It's, it's literally the ball is in the court, but I just feel like it's an unnecessary risk to take Call of Duty all the way off um, PlayStation at this point. There's already zero, winning at this point. There's zero risk. There's zero risk. Because as I've said, they've got avenues such as xCloud and PC gaming is getting so big. They will lose, what, 500 million in revenue. I'm, I'm, I've just built, pulled a number out of my hat here. Of yeah, that's a big, that's a big number. <laughs> they will lose that in revenue from, play, from PlayStation players. But in 10 years, they've choked out PlayStation from the market because they're going to buy EA, they're going to buy Take, they're going to buy Ubisoft as well. Our assumption when they bought Bethesda was that, okay, it's going to start this crazy acquisition war. I warned you about this, by the way, Dennis. I said this was going to happen. I called it. But what I did not expect was the extent, because when you buy the biggest third-party publisher in the world, you have basically said nobody is off-limits. So that means you can't say, okay, no, they're going to stop at Active Blizz. No, no, no. Now, EA take to... Maybe the JP publishers will hold out because of cultural issues, but but even then, with how westernized they're becoming, they will also probably cave. Everything is open for everyone. And you sacrifice, yeah, 500 million in revenue, the number out of my hat, once again, I don't know what the number is, from PlayStation players. But in the next 10 years, you have choked out PlayStation from the market because they cannot compete. And... Because of that, you gain a monopoly, which is legally, you gain a legally acquired monopoly, not one where you just say, okay, we're buying Sony. No, no, no. You get a monopoly by doing it over the course of time, slowly. And then after that, you worry about whatever more profits you're going to make. That's the play here. 
yes, getting more content for Game Pass is the big point. But the second point is definitely to say we are pushing these guys out of the industry. We have spent half of their market cap in cash today. This is about 3% of our market cap. They can't compete. And that's the game we're going to play. I mean, I want to piggyback off of that uh, and segue off of what you said. I, I thought I thought the Zenimax purchase was just way over the top. I was like, okay, this is like one of those like... you They swung for the home run and they hit somehow and it's like, okay next time they were like you know they'll, they'll, they'll hit a few but it's they're never gonna go for another home run swing and then this is just straight up i don't know buying a stadium or whatever <laughs> like it's <laughs> ridiculous so like i expected maybe they'll go for like i don't know devolver uh, annapurna maybe be you know ambitious and get a capcom or something sega um but this is beyond what I expected, and I do. And as you mentioned, it it does signal the consolidation of the industry as a whole, which is actually not very good. We don't want a monop. We don't want Sony to die out. Actually, we actually don't want that. Having one gaming company is bad because we might end up with a 1984 crash. What if they Microsoft just makes decisions that everybody hates? and gaming as a whole crashes. This has happened before. It seems unlikely, but the champions of gaming worldwide, Atari, uh, they could do no wrong. And then they did a wrong and gaming crashed, you know, and we needed the savior. From a consumer perspective, that's just one angle, but just many different other angles as well. It's bad, it's like, it's bad for, it's bad for consumers, it's bad for employees or gaming and creativity and all that stuff. Like, it's just, we don't want there to be a monopoly for many many different reasons that's true that's i true. don't think that the that the okay look i don't trust america okay i don't trust them but they do have the ftc which is supposed to look over this stuff and stop monopolies from happening i don't think that after this point they can swing hard and get a take two you know like them just straight up getting uh, Grand Theft Auto, like that's just not, <laughs> I don't see that as being possible, you know, I don't see them being able to just get Assassin's Creed, that's just, I don't think that that's possible, I think this is the, this is the last big one, I think, I hope. I think the more I've, the more I've listened to um, uh, Robin's angle, the more I think I agree, I think this is like a killing blow type move, where it's like, Okay, I don't think it will go to the extent of let's own everything. But I do now see that it does make sense that right now, what you've done can really cripple the potential for your competitor to even try and compete with you in terms of a gaming service and also in terms of getting people away from PlayStation. Because, you know, it's, it's easy now to be like, you know, yeah, it's not, it's not a good thing if this happens. But Xbox were nearly wiped out this last generation. They nearly not were. Really, not really. Yeah, they nearly went, not and no one had a problem with it because, you know, everyone was like, "Yeah, PlayStation, are giving us great games and everything." But as a result Xbox of the success, were not they, really, were not nearly wiped out. 
dude, the, the 2013, that Xbox One, dude, have you seen the documentary on the Xbox? Dude, um, it was a P, it was a PR disaster, but Xbox were never in threat existentially. This is the first time they are really backing their gaming like this. They've always had the capacity too, but it was never looked at as something of, you know, that they would, they would, they would invest like this. So my point is, in the last generation, when things were bad, they weren't really doing well at all. Like um, uh, Janice just said, you know, if you have a monopoly, bad things can happen. Because I, I feel certain things Sony have done this gen were anti-consumer. And only because they could, you know, because they had that leverage. If Microsoft or Xbox gets a form of monopoly, he's also right. They could also start doing certain things that wouldn't be for the best of, you know, us as gamers and so on. But I do think that if they do what you are saying, Robin, then I think that's also a, it's also a really good move. If they say, we'll take the hit, but we're taking away Call of Duty. That can be a very, very painful blow. And, and then again, if they say, okay, we're not going to try get GTA or take two or whatever, we'll, we'll pace it out slowly so we don't get, you know, uh, accused of just trying to monopolize, it will work in the favor, I feel. Which is, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, go on. What do you think is Sony's move from here? What do you think, like, I mean, it sounds dumb to say, like, oh, what is Sony? But they are competitors, right? <laughs> it's a business. They have to make a move somehow. Maybe they're not going to buy something, but right now, Sony is, um, I mean, I would laugh at this previously, but they are. They are the boutique um, brand. You know, like you think of God of War, and you're like, yeah, like you're buying, you're going to, you know, like the five star restaurant. You're going, you're getting the last of it. You know, you're getting Horizon. Those, that's, I don't think Xbox has an equivalent to that. You know, even Halo, uh, recently was not boutique. It was they released it multiplayer for free. It's, it's a, it's you know, it's, it's the market. Anyone can come here and play. You know, like it's. <laughs> Any kid can play that. It's not the they can't charge you seventy dollars and be like, yeah, we might even charge you ninety for this man. It's, it's that good. Like they, they don't have that branding, but Sony does. I think Sony can charge us ninety dollars for the Last of Us Part Three and be like, you know what? Yeah, I'll pay ninety dollars for Last of Us Part Three. Is that enough for Sony to be market leader? No, it's not. Going forward. No, it's not enough. To be market lead, it definitely isn't enough because, as we've established, in the U.S. at the very least, in the U.S., yeah, maybe media is very U.S. focused, so it may sound biased. In the U.S., three of the top two selling PlayStation games were Call of Duty games. That's gone now. There is no more. There will be no more Call of Duty on PlayStation. Or at the very least, it will be at the mercy of uh, Microsoft's decision. But that is a big part of why they were market leader. That, okay, yes, we've got this, but we also we have the third parties, but we also have this as a value addition. But now those third party options are not there. So like a whole bunch of consumers who used to consider PlayStation as an option just won't consider it at all anymore. And to answer your what do they do here, well, as I've said, there's literally nothing they can do except for die out. <laughs> I think that's a bit pessimistic. 
I, 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 I actually do think that there's value to their boutique brand. I don't know what. Yeah. So, I do think so, there's some value. So this is what's going to happen in the next ten years. Their boutique brand, as you call it, will eventually stop being profitable because a big part of those productions is how expensive they are. But if you aren't just if you don't have enough users on you know on your hardware level if you don't have enough users on your hardware are you going to sell those games so yes they're going to resort to pc so fine they'll resort to pc but then it ends up in a situation where you start asking is it worth it for them to even make hardware at all anymore so what happens maybe they go third party yeah maybe they go third party in the short term, I think they will probably overpay and buy some publisher, uh, kind of just as a sh- as a show, you know, just to show that okay, we're still in it. Just to, just to cut you off there, would my solution, right? And I'm not an analyst, or whatever, is to buy EA because they focus on Europe. The number one listen, listen, selling stuff yeah. in Europe is like FIFA stuff. Now listen, so you just listen, listen. Sony were already strong armed by the freaking MLB to make MLB the show, which is made by their studio, Multiplat. So if they buy EA, that advantage won't be there because EA will that the corporations such as FIFA and the NBA will literally just hey, you have got to make this Multiplat. Because for us, not only is it about money, it's about marketing our sports. So, that buying EA is not really an option. Mm, I see. And FIFA do have that thing where they won't be FIFA anymore, huh? Is that starting next year? Yeah, that, that might happen as well. So, as I've said, short term, they will probably buy maybe a medium-sized publisher or something. They will be forced i think to push more heavily in the direction which nintendo goes in nintendo is in a very unique position they're not threatened by this by the way because nintendo can sell on their first party alone sony are going to have to push really hard and hope that that you know the horizons of this world have that sort of staying power they can sell on their own but they can't but again this is where i'm saying why they're just going to have to end up dying the economics don't add up because AAA is way more expensive than the stuff nintendo makes so in order for them to stay profitable it's not going to work out so this comes back again to what i was saying that due to their nature of being a competitor with microsoft within the next 10 years there's yeah, I, I I can't see a future for them. Because I, I I I do agree with the, everything you've brought you've brought down makes a lot of sense. Because I also agree that you know um, with Dennis in the terms of the whole boutique thing, but I also think that can only last for so long, as you said. You can only wait for so play so many God of Wars, or you can only wait so long for your next you know uh, Last of Us or type of thing. So I agree with that logic. Although I think they could be an option that could happen within the 10 years that could put them in a good position. It could be something to be, that could happen with Epic. 
or it could be something that happens with Apple or whatever. But they, I feel like as of now, they are going in that direction that you've mentioned. As of now, things are not looking good long term. Um, you know, for users and, you know, the internet and us, you know, debating games, it seems like it's, you know, level. But like I said, when I started, I already felt that at this point in time, Microsoft already ahead and doing this, especially if they make Call of Duty an exclusive, is a killing blow. But I do give them the benefit of the doubt that maybe within these 10 years, they could do something with, um, you know, Apple, Epic Games or Lord knows, whatever else, because I think Microsoft will be that company to beat in the gaming space. Of course, Nintendo is still going to be here. Those guys are good. They, ha- they own their, their position. Well, what you're implying then is that Apple acquires Sony and I don't see a world where Apple wants to do that because Apple makes more than enough from mobile gaming. If I'm not mistaken, Apple makes more from mobile gaming than any of the console manufacturers make from traditional gaming. So if Apple says, hey, we want to do that, I don't know if it's worth the risk. Their management does not seem as all-in gaming as Microsoft's is. So the future where a conglomerate that acquires the conglomerate super big acquires Sony and then allows them to compete by being able to buy the likes of Take-Two, I don't see that. I can't see that happening. There really isn't anything you can do because like we've been saying this for a while that Microsoft has the war chest. Microsoft has the war chest. But it's always been about how willing they are to use it. Well, they're using, they use it now. Use 70 billion. They'll use it again, over and over again. When they buy the next big thing. Yeah, but I think financially you still can. Because as of right now, if there are 25 million subscribers, based at the lowest um, membership, saying everyone is paying $9 only, that's $2.7 billion a year. I calculated. <laughs> that's $2.7 billion a year. So and that's revenue, that not now, profit, by the way. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That's revenue. Now, I'm saying, if you're doing that now, and they do go in the direction that Robin is, is pointing at, where you your subscriber base will be well, well over 25 million, if you're really trying to go for PC gaming, cloud gaming, uh, console gaming and your call of duties and everything that number might be high enough for you to keep doing you know like what you're saying to keep doing moves like that because subscription money is a different type of money okay yeah i see a, a scenario where you've got 100 million subscribers on game pass i can see where where they would be like this is money that's gonna come every year forever like let's just <laughs> let's just keep going I can see that. That is a big goal. Over 100 million subscribers. Holy moly. I do think there is a, there is a point of diminishing returns. There's a certain point where you're like, it's just, it's like, it's not going to come back. And there's no point in, in doing that anymore. I feel. Um, but I don't have a degree in business. So, <laughs> what do I know? Another possible solution that I have, and this is just me being a consumer and hoping this happens again, is the return of Alpha Protocol and Dead Space and Mirror's Edge from Sony, where instead of releasing this super big boutique, 30-hour, super shiny stuff, they release Hellblades, just 8-hour, extremely polished, super unique, 
super niche games every two years that that are just attractive to that kind of player and people just consume them en masse because Sony they are now adv- advertised with the Sony budget yeah but you can't have the Sony budget with an eight hour game like okay I, I, know, I know not literally eight hour but like the economics don't add up there's for for first of all it's very uh, rare for you to see downsizing in the in the in any industry you know growth is the constant so for you to say okay we are going to revamp our business direction we're going to do something else completely that is so rare companies would rather die than do those sorts of things i mean i'm i'm looking at it also from i mean just my own experience i've always you know been i used to be a, play, a sony fanboy in my younger years and then um you know when the, the 1x was coming out that time i was like you know i, I really like the direction i like i wanted graphical power and stuff so i went there still had a playstation of course but what started happening organically is i found that my playstation would be i'd only play it when i have you know the ghost of tsushima or whatever so slowly it became a case where I'm playing everything on my Xbox. It's my day-to-day console. Then, you know, if there's that um, game, that exclusive I'm looking for, I'll get the PlayStation. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll buy the game on PlayStation. And I think that all now builds into your point where you're saying, even if they were to, to, to get your, like you're saying, your Mirror's Edge or whatever, a lot more people by that point are still going to be so overwhelmed with how much more content they have on Microsoft that they'll say, okay, yeah, no, I'll, I'll get a PlayStation, you know, it'll be there. I'll play those games every once in a while. But the main leader will be the um, Microsoft uh, platform. All right, so what do you think this means for uh, consumers, like in general, for like the next two, three years as consumers as a whole, not just like PlayStation people, just as a consumer base, what do you think this this means? From the, at the beginning, this is, it will be a positive because oh i get to play call of duty on game pass i don't have to pay for call of duty anymore you know that's the net positive and also oh call of duty comes to more consumers because it's in the cloud that's the short term positive absolutely that okay they there's that game that okay yes it's coming to game pass that's you know, in the short term, two to three years. If we're going to talk longer than that, uh, there's a lot to talk about. But in the short term, that is what it means for consumers. It will likely mean some rash decisions from Sony, which may cost them money, but which may also be better for consumers in the short term. Maybe it may convince them to... I don't know, bring their games day one on a service, or it may convince them to innovate. I don't know how much more innovation we can get in this industry at this point. It's a very mature industry. But yeah, ma- VR, VR, um, yeah, VR, the second VR thing is coming out. So yeah. We see that becoming a leader. Microsoft hasn't really gone all in on VR yet, whereas uh, Sony are on their second. Um, VR set. hardware so 
yeah so like i said in the short term those are the sorts of benefits we can expect to have as a consumer in the long term i see nothing good of this <laughs> absolutely nothing good of it. what about you michael what do you what do you foresee oh i think short term yo short term i'm happy i've been i've been preaching telling people about the wonders of uh, this platform this service not on not because i want to rile behind one side but because as a consumer i want the best for us as gamers you know we shouldn't have to not know when we can play games if we have to pay for you know moving up platforms stuff like that so i'm happy in the short term it's going to be very good because right now microsoft are the good guys before they become the empire so right now there's great benefits to for us as gamers uh oh, i also wanted to say if you are a playstation only player in the short term it's absolutely not good for you as well no if so. if you're a playstation only player if you're a playstation only player it's time to wake up uh, uh, guys come on you, you can't be loyal uh, to the label more than you're loyal to your gaming hey let's let's be fair not everyone can afford like i have both consoles i have a switch too but let's be fair not everyone can afford both consoles we've got to look at this from a fair point of view that oh okay maybe you invested in a playstation uh when the general stop up price invested <laughs> exactly. no no no, no but that's what i'm saying not even if scalper you are, price you, you you bought one at 500 dollars and now yeah you bought a ps5 at 500 dollars mm. and now because no 500 dollars retail price exactly no i'm just thinking for the people that Dennis mentioned people have bought these things at like 30,000 kwacha. Yeah, those guys are too bad for those guys, but yeah. In the short term, you you will feel short-ended. So yeah, I guess we can say that yes, as a as consumers, those people do matter as well. So you can't just say wake up. You've got to consider logistics and those people are losing out. Of course no, when we What I what I what I mean is, you see when you say um when you said a PlayStation only gamer, I'm thinking about people who will only play on PlayStation. I mean, obviously, if you bought something, I'm not saying that you know. I mean, it's it's a bad that it's happening this way. That was not necessarily a fault. But what I mean are people who still have, let's say, PS4s, and they're like, no, 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 no matter what, I want to get a PlayStation. Like, okay, tough. You now know what could happen if you just want to invest on one side, or um people who are more casual at least have the potential to get a series s well, like i've said there, there's been about 15 15 million plus playstation 5s already so if any of those people bought it for call of duty they're out of luck that's that's the point i was trying to say that oh look some people will be short-ended if we're talking about in the next two to three years affected people i mean when i just say halo um call of duty doom quake oh looking wild out here it's, it's a lot of good games um I, I actually am a bit on the opposite i think short term i think playstation like i'm talking like next two years i think playstation is very very fine i think horizon you know warzone is still going to be getting its updates they'll probably get the next call of duty i think on the very short term i think sony i think next year sony sony's gonna have a better year next year than microsoft i think um i think it's long term where things get a bit dicey for playstation users but i think short term i think if you 
have a PlayStation, I think you're still going to be very satisfied. I think for about two years, you're going to be like, oh, that merger didn't even do anything. Um, but then afterwards, that's when you're going to be like, oh, no, my, my Call of Duty stopped coming now after three years or four years or whatever. And then you'll be like, oh, no, the, you know, Overwatch 2, if it's good. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, all these other... Uh, games and stuff. I think Diablo. That's start feeling it, and then now even the Bethesda stuff. Because I think people haven't yet felt the Bethesda stuff. When the Bethesda stuff starts to hit, then they'll be like, "Oh no, I forgot about that seven billion dollar merger. I can't play this other Bethesda game. I can't play. I can't finish Wolfenstein three. You know, like stuff like that. Um, I think that short term, I think being a PlayStation only player." you'll be fine. You'll probably even have a better experience than um, someone who just has an Xbox. But long term is where you might feel that suffocation. It's not even, I was going to say a pinch. Definitely a suffocation of games. You're going to be like, I, I don't have enough games to play. You're going to be waiting for the next boutique game. If you're a boutique gamer, I don't think you'll be affected at all. I think that you will play FIFA and then or whatever it's called, Football 24. You play Football 24 and then you play Last of Us Part 3. Uh, the people who buy like two or three games a year, I think those people might be. I think it's for the hardcore enthusiast gamers, gamers like us, who want to play the next indie games, who want to play, you know, uh, Avowed and, and all these weird games that you have to convince your friends to buy. I think that's who's going to really be a Oh yeah, in the long term. The, as a PlayStation only player, there's, ob- there's those obvious concerns. But as just a plain gamer in the long term, I don't think things are looking too good. Once Sony are driven out of the industry, and then Microsoft remain, what's stopping Microsoft from taking Game Pass to twenty five instead of ten dollars? True, true. That's my concern. I, I even think like. Because EA, EA Play is already on Game Pass, um, so they, we already have some EA stuff. I mean, uh, what's this game? Um, Mass Effect Legendary Edition is on Game Pass. Uh, that's a game I really wanted last year. I almost bought it, but then I can't buy stuff with my card on the EA store. I mean, I guess you hate zombie and money, EA. Sure, cool. Um, but now it's on Game Pass, so I can play that. Um, you know, if they if they increase the price, which I think is likely, that sucks. Suddenly, Game Pass is not the greatest deal in gaming because it's not like. But the thing oh, is, it w- it will be the only deal in gaming. That's the problem. Yeah, I think I think they'll only increase the price once they're in that type of position. You know, um, as long as they're still trying to, you know, do what we're discussing, I think they'll be. As I said, they'll be the good guys. So they have to the bad guys. Once there's no one to stop them, I mean, it's just a corporate thing because, like I said, that's exactly what I saw from Sony this last gen. You know, they were the I, ones. I honestly do not think that Sony's. I don't. The thing is, Sony are literally not even capable of forming a monopoly. Like, like what, what Sony no, no, had no, on not, the not, not a monopoly, but like anti-consumer things you can take as anti-consumers. What I mean, thing everyone will do anti-consumer things, you know, quote-unquote. We'll do things that serve corporations' interests first. And I just don't see how you can compare a potential, oh, Sony not in the industry at all, 
to to uh, to oh Microsoft are in third place and still selling 50 million consoles. I think there's that has to be contextualized before we kind of draw that comparison to say that oh no Sony were in this position as well. I think it's important to put that out there. And then you know that's when it brings us back because you know scale. This is a whole different scale of the type of anti-consumer things which are happening. Because there's a difference between okay, our $60 games are going to be $70, and we are the only manufacturer, we are the only place you can get this game from if we want our sub can be $25 if we want it can be $35 there is no competition for you to go to I think that's when you know when, when you look at it from that point of view that's when you see just how screwed up the long term is I'm more, more worried as well about like say um, Microsoft is suddenly now going to get a taste for uh, a bunch of subscription loot box heavy games. I'm talking World of Warcraft, you're talking Overwatch, uh, Call of Duty itself. Will they look at that and go, ho ho, we have never had anything on this scale. Let's just World of Warcraft up everything. You know, you know what I wanted to say? Uh, why I don't think that's possible? Because I think we're also being very. Um, pessimistic about what they would do in such a position, we, we have to remind ourselves that this company is as big as it is because we all run its operating system on our computers globally. You know, so it's not like they're just a, a company that has never had the capacity to have this much power or reach this many people. So I can also cut them a bit of slack to say, okay, look, these guys have, they are Microsoft, you know, you, you all of your Apple exists besides Apple. They already have that, and I wouldn't say they are as, you know, anti-consumer as they could be with the amount of potential and reach that they currently have in the other space. You know what I mean? So it's not to say it can't, it's not to say it will, but I'm saying, you know, it's also something where we can also be a bit more optimistic and say, okay, look, they do have a history of having global reach to this extent, and they don't tend to be the most anti-consumer company or do crazy things because you know we, we tend to hear from others well, as i've said you know as you said it's because apple exists they are not a monopoly in the pc space well i mean apple do exist but i mean you know to be fair it's not like we have the history of microsoft doing those types of things even before you know the moments when they did have a good um lead on apple before you know apple revamped and everything so like I said, I'm not saying no, I'm not saying yes, but I'm just saying I feel a little bit more optimistic that it's a company like this with this much history rather than, you know, just an, an upcoming company that we haven't seen in such a position. I, I think that uh, uh, I'd be remiss not to also mention uh, the uh, allegations that uh, are up against Activision Blizzard by... I believe it is the state, uh, um, uh, I think it's the federal, the federal state, right? Like it's the U.S. of A. California. Oh, it's California. Okay, so it's the state of California versus Activision, uh, which is 
huge <laughs> like that's not a small thing uh the state of california this is activision for how they've been treating their employees um and just how much of a sick man bobby kotick is and no matter what happens now bobby kotick has won uh, because even if he stays he wins if microsoft force him out he wins even more so uh that's a bit sad but that is the reality of things i am hoping that uh once that acquisition is finalized and they become microsoft employees that they will be treated better and have better um, uh, bosses you know because it's not just cutting it's like a whole culture so that means a lot of stuff has to change culturally um, and i'm hoping that microsoft can do that so that um, you know people's lives are better and we'll get better games when uh, the people working on them are having a good time i feel in my opinion that is the the number one positive to get out of this acquisition despite me being mostly skeptical of what it means for the industry i i think in the short term that is very good because microsoft microsoft's culture is very good like ever since uh, phil spencer took uh, over microsoft's culture how they treat their employees how they run their studios is very good and no bad reports for the most part and they can cl- i think if there's any company that can clean out blizzard activision blizzard not just blizzard activision should not be absconded uh, should not be absolved if there's any company which can clean it up it's microsoft so for sure if anyone was going to buy activbliz it it had to be microsoft so that is definitely a positive there but yes obviously this whole narrative that in the end bobby kotick and his kind and his ilk are being rewarded with multi-million dollar payouts for running a company so poorly over the years that in the end what this all means is you can do whatever you want abuse your employees all those sorts of things and your reward is that some you know eventually your price will come to a point which is palatable enough for for someone like microsoft to just say we're going to come in and buy you i think yeah that that's not good obviously <laughs> Yeah, but I, but I also do think like um it's also a case of you know, I, what would you rather have? You know what I mean? It's a situation where this is a bad situation and like we've said at least the people working there, the people who've put, you know, the, the lives into some of these um platforms and so on and these games at least have the optimism now saying okay, look, we we won't have this person here anymore. We can go in a different direction and hopefully we can be drivers to the new direction because we we know what was wrong so you know they can be vocal as well in the new direction that they go in at the same time again i also don't think it's as like you said it won't be as easy as just saying no he's won because he's got the money because these are problems that will still linger and they could still be problems that he has to answer so unfortunately this is one of the ways you can do it um by being bought out but yeah there's only 
so much you can request for people to be able to do in such situation. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, the state of California wins. That is not a sentence I ever thought would come out of my mouth, but here we are. <laughs> uh, I, I'm hoping that that happens and uh, he is uh, properly brought to book. Uh, not be the only weird book Bobby Kotick has been in, so <laughs> that's another topic. It's another topic for another day. <laughs> Indeed. Um, I guess, yeah, I guess we can come to our conclusion, though. I guess we sort of talked about that in general so like i guess final final thoughts on this uh be it fun or introspective or whatever what, what are your final final thoughts on this so far and what was what is your initial reaction when you first saw the news and what are your final thoughts my initial reaction was that is a boatload of money <laughs> that was my first thought I could I, I can't even tell you what my initial reaction was. I was just I just kept trying to like process everything because you know as Dennis knows I'm quite hyped with such a news, you know, like you know stuff like this and I've been you know Moses when it's come to being like guys listen give this the <laughs> chance listen this can go this way. So this has been really exciting for me. I can't lie. It's been a really exciting day. It's just been it's a, it a, it a big blow, you know, a big blow, I feel, for gaming, and I'm excited to see where we go. Yeah, I think that brings me to my other thought, which is a bit saddening. I'm sorry to use you as an example, but this whole cheering of consolidation just because it's validation for backing the right corporation, that rubs me the wrong way, I'm not going to lie. The fact that I mean, Robin, that we what no, can no, you no. do if you listen, know, if, listen. You, if you believe in the service, you know, and it goes right. Yeah, you, you shouldn't only cheer, you as know? as a customer. You shouldn't be believing in a service from a corporation. But uh, anyway, I mean, <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, the fact that a lot of people are not see, as I said, ten years from now, I will be saying I was right. The industry has gone in a different direction. It's it's exciting for now, but it is a bit disheartening knowing what this is going to bring. That that's what I can say. Uh, final thoughts, Michael? Or have you hey, I'm an I'm an Arsenal fan, my guy. So victories <laughs> like this don't come often. Today is a good day. <laughs> Hey, Arsenal's not doing too bad, which yeah. is something that I predicted. So there's that. <laughs> I'll back that corporation. Um, for me, it's uh, my initial reaction was uh, I, I thought it was a troll. You know, like one of those like mock-up images. Because it was that image with like, you know, like when they bought studios. I'm like, oh, this is one of those fake mock-up things. And then I saw Robin talk. I'm like, is Robin what's happening <laughs> and i looked into them like holy shit this is actually happening that's wild to me that's wild and yeah it was oof, very surprising um my final thoughts are i hope that 
it doesn't become i hope that this doesn't bring about the um live service is the standard of all video games that i think it might i think once you taste that sweet sweet nectar you cannot not want more of it um i i i i hope that doesn't happen i hope that hellblade 3 does not have the battle pass and loot boxes you know, <laughs> I, I can foresee that's happening i hope that doesn't happen uh, and i do hope that and i honestly i i believe in the innovation of sony i really do i believe that we are going to see them not just copy but i think we are going to see there's, there's no better example I can give, but the Alpha Protocols, the Mass Effect 1s, the, uh, Battlefield, the Battlefield Bad Companies. I think that Sony will go all in on stuff like that, or just bring something, maybe on VR, your Half-Life Alexes. There's going to be a bunch of Half-Life Alexes. It's like, listen, if the future of gaming is VR. If you don't have VR, you're left behind. Something, something's going to happen. Um, that will keep things in balance. Sony, Sony so is going to go into I, the metaverse. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It could be. I, I don't know. That could be the next big thing. I don't know. Uh, but I, I do believe in the creativity and ingenuity of, of Sony. Um, and maybe, and even Nintendo, you know, like, yeah, they're in their own lane, but there is stuff that they still bring. So I, I do hope that that's what happens. Um, yeah. It's, uh, what a start to the year, huh? What a what a start. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, um, thanks for joining us, Michael. Once again, maybe you can plug where people can can see, read, or hear you. Fantastic! Thank you so much, man. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, I hope to do this again. Um, and hopefully, you know, we have more to talk about this year as well terms of gaming the stuff you can look for in control gaming zambia on youtube um and facebook as well um as well as twitter we're going to be way more active this year you know we had a we all know what happened in the last year or so so with the pandemic and everything but looking up looking forward to get, doing more content and getting you guys as well to come on board and yeah thanks for the opportunity give us a shout to whenever you want to have a chat I, th I think we need we need to have a nice long you know chat with maybe a beer or two available see what happens <laughs> i agree i agree all right thanks a lot for listening guys and uh yeah see you in the next one <laughs>